Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> I'm so high. That's so funny. Sorry. That why? That's so good. That's Please so funny. <laughs> Smoke a hybrid. Yeah. Lowell Farms. Yeah. Shout out to Lowell Farms. Burp. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. Thank you, guys. That was a good burp. Mm, thank you. I used to be able to burp. Um, well, I guess I still can burp on. Com- uh, yeah, I can't burp on command. <laughs> I just don't anymore. So much. I feel like fart gets all the shine, oh, but yeah. a, a good burp is still. Just as funny. You know, yeah, when I was a teenager, it was like fucking cool if you were a girl and you could like summon a great belch. Like I could do um, all of, uh, well, not the whole thing, but I could get up to two all beef patties, special sauce, and sometimes I could get lettuce and cheese in there in one belch. Mm -hmm. And that made me cool. Like the guys liked that. They thought it was funny and I felt cool. And that was like really affirming when you're like a teenage girl to be like a little bit gross, you know? Absolutely. And have it be a cool, awesome thing. So I always loved that. I can see you being really cool. I wonder if we would have gotten along. Oh, I wonder. What do you think? Maybe not. Maybe not. No, mm. I don't think we would have. I think you would have been hard for me to like get a beat on. And so I kind of probably would have been a dick to you. I think, and I think I would have been a dick to you because I would have like, I think I would have been like, oh, she's really cool. But huh. also get out of here. Oh, uh, my go-to with guys who were like popular or good at sports or like st- strong or like, or, or I felt like I wanted to impress in any way. My go-to with them was to like be kind of aggressive and weird with them and maybe even like act like I wanted to fight them a little bit. So you probably would have gotten that from me. So we, yeah, we probably yeah. wouldn't have gotten along because I would have liked you secretly, but mm-hmm. been a Likewise. jerk to you overtly. Yeah. Like we like it. We know we like each other because we're covered in bruises because mm-hmm. we keep hitting each other <laughs> every time we meet. Yeah. Kind of like now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I like you so much. Oh, I can punch you. <laughs> let's um, let's no, get guys, into It's this. healthier than that. It's healthier than that. Um, it is. Hey, by the way, welcome back, Mary Jane. Oh, thank you. Um, it's good to see you. It's really good to be here. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. This is Weed and Grub. Oh my gosh. Yes. It is a podcast about weed. And grub. And sex. And pop culture. And if you like someone in high school, maybe you hit them in the arm to show them that you like them. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get high, we talk, we snack. Right now we're smoking a hybrid and... We have a bunch of contest winners we have to announce for a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. I would like to do uh, the beard one first because it's about me and it felt really good and it was really funny. And we're going to give away a $125 beard balm box from Gentleman Swine. So excited. These yeah. guys are so great. So we had the three stages of Mike's beard as this contest. Name the three stages. You can see it on our IG. Mm-hmm. Uh, small, medium, large is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe nobody wrote just right, just right, just right. Oh, well really taken aback oh well i mean you look great (laughs) that's not why i was chasing um can i tell you what my favorite was okay pete stegemeyer yes his three stages were paul rudd paul giamatti and paul bunyan (laughs) they're handsome good talented dudes for me, it's it's favorite nations, but I do really like it. Okay. Jesse Case, who did our music. Heck yes. Uh, Veni Vidi Vici. Oh, uh, you came, you saw, you conquered? Hell yeah. Yeah. A big beard, a conquering beard. That makes you feel good. It does make, make me feel, you feel good. Latin. I feel, it makes me feel like I could ride a horse while holding a sword. Ooh, like Genghis Khan. Yeah. Hot. But, but like for like not what he did. Yeah, murdering hordes and all that. Right. Invasion. Yeah, none Home of invasion. that. None of that. Just just to like show off and maybe make a vine. <laughs> <laughs> Those coming back. I don't know. Maybe um, Nick Lamb Photography would make one. Oh. He seems like he would know about vines. I liked his too. Because he calls me his weed mom and you his weed dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he wrote, the three stages are stoner boy, hippie dad, and really high grandpa. <laughs> I want to be that grandpa so bad. Yeah, you'd be a cool grandpa. Thank you. I know I'm not going to have kids, but I'll be anyone's grandpa. Sure. Can I tell you my number one? Yeah. This is my winner. Okay. All right. James Bradford Music. Okay. Ready? Number one. Yep. Lady Miss Travelogue. What? (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Second shift at the glory hole. (laughs) 
<laughs> which I have questions about. Number three, coal miner, but make it fashion. Fuck. Right? Fashionable coal miner. Fucking nailed it. He's the winner. I mean. Congratulations, James Bradford Music. I will, um, I don't know, ride a bird scooter wherever you live and drop off this beard balm box from Gentleman Swine. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And also, if you didn't have, uh, if you didn't win this time, we're going to actually run another contest. So there's another chance to win. Check out our IG. Yeah, we do have another contest. But I really quick before we move on to the news contest, because we didn't get to it last week. Is that my second shift at the glory hole? Like I picked up Dan's shift? Or I... is this like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a minor league glory hole. So I'm working like the off peak hours. I knew you had questions about the glory hole. And I was like, well, do you but you know what a glory hole is, right? Yeah, a Portishead song. Great song. He it must be a... talking about. Uh, oh, that's glory box. Maybe I'm like the maybe I'm like the the uh, bouncer outside the glory hole and I'm making sure people are on the list. Um, I think he means, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure that's what he means, but <laughs> I just need to know. So James follow up, you already won, but are you saying it's my second shift? Like I picked up a shift on a Thursday or are you saying it's, I'm a second shift glory hole employee? Like, we need to know. We need to know. We need clarification. But you did win. I, we, it sounds like we both won. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coal miner, but fashion. That's so good. It's absolutely what your beard looks like in that third. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Let's get to our second contest. All we right. have so much to talk about today. We do. We got, oh my God. Okay. Guys, we decided to ask you to help us name our news segment because we really want to bring real stories from what's going on in the wonderful wide world of cannabis and cannabis legalization to this podcast. So you guys wrote in and um, helped us name this segment. So we've got some top uh, picks, some faves to shout out, and we have a winner, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, I have my winner. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite ones was uh, Battle.Wench. Okay. She's really cool. One. Uh, follow her on Instagram. Also follow her fucking tarantula, Sir Legs a lot on Instagram. That fucking tarantula is the tiger of the tarantula world. What do you mean? Wait, what? No. He looks, it looks like a tiger. I mean, it's large, it's furry, it's stripy, it's black and orange. Mm -hmm. Oh, and when it creeps and hunts. And its eyes glow. Yeah. It's a big, large tiger tarantula spider thing. Arachnotite? Tiger tarantula? What are we doing? I don't know. If you don't like tarantulas, don't go look at it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very scary. The arachnid, the tiger of the arachnid world. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, also, you wrote Reefer Report, which I love. Oh, my God. I love Reefer Report. I do, too. That's really fun for a new segment about weed. I also like uh, at Hedda Newman, uh, our friend Heather, who wrote uh, Cough and Get Off Gazette, which I totally dig. That's really good. But it sounds more like a sex segment. Well, let's do a sex segment sometime. All right. Uh, we need a bunch of sex toys sent to us. Oh, yeah. And lube. And lube. And um, uh, suppositories. Pornhub links. I don't know. Porn. What do you mean links? What? Aren't there links? I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> don't you go on Pornhub and for like an hour a day mm. trying to find one thing to come to? No. I did that the other day. Wow. How'd yeah. it go? It's... It, I saw your tweet. I, I saw your tweet. But it's also like, it's like celebrating a half birthday. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? We'll yeah. get to the contest in a second. But like <laughs> searching for porn for an extended amount of time to look for the one thing that actually turns you on feels like you're celebrating someone else's half birthday. Oh. It is so unfulfilling and like ill. What's the word? Unrewarding? Yeah. Yeah. Can I suggest something? Sure. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> like read some erotica. I did used to love like penthouse letters oh and Playboy letters. God, it's so hot. If you can actually just picture things in your head, it is, I promise you, if you are, especially if you're someone who, like I did not grow up with readily available porn. I didn't have the internet when I was a fucking teenager, right? So like I, it's, it's so uh, it, in some ways still foreign to me that you can just like look it up on your phone. Like that guy in the Uber that I shared with him was looking at porn on his phone. And I was like, what a bizarre world. If you read something that you find really titillating and hot, it is infinitely better than watching someone do something. You know, it truly is. Like if you can actually find something that turns you on. That's why that terrible book, Fifty Shades of Grey, and all of its dumb sequels were so popular. People are hungry for something that they can picture themselves involved in. You know, like the, the element of fantasy when you're actually reading it means that you can place yourself there. It's, it's much fucking hotter if you can find something that actually turns you on in written form, I think. I would have to agree. Oh, I have to try it to agree with you, but I'm really excited to try it because it just yeah. 
Yeah, you just drudged up like nostalgic masturbation. Yeah, and there's all sorts of stuff out there. I mean, from like, you know, yeah, hot letters, penthouse letters, and like dirty talk and all that kind of stuff, all the way up to like beautiful erotica written by Anais Nan and Henry Miller. There's, you know, all sorts of stuff out there. We all want to be turned on and we all want to read about other people being turned on so we can be turned on and, you know, getting ourselves off. It's a huge part of our experience as humans. So try reading if, you know, you're on page 112 of fucking porn, pick up a sexy book. That's a great call. Yeah. We should start a sexy book club. I don't even know what that means because all I thought about was an orgy. <laughs> all I was like, what? You want to have like a but monthly orgy? But everyone's wearing orgy? glasses? <laughs> yeah. Well, like... uh, Hedda Newman has us thinking about a sexy book club. Thank you, Hedda. And mm-hmm. also follow her uh, podcast, Mavens Do It Better. <laughs> um, I also really loved people who said things like uh, Canon News, Ganja Weekly. There were some really good ones, but I think we have our favorite. Yeah. Okay. Do it's you want to go for it? It's my fave. It's my fave too. It's um, at Jules underscore Hannah. And it's the Grublet Gazette, <laughs> which I just think is so charming and lovely and goofy and and wonderful. Yeah. The so, Grublet Gazette's great. Yeah. So again, we're going to tag you and uh, send us your address. I If I'm on my way to James's to give him the beard bone box, can you get to Jules's some yeah. way to deliver her gift box? Horseback. You're, you're riding a fucking horse? Yeah. Oh, shit, Definitely. Girl. Yeah. Going to show up on horseback. Come on. All right. Well, impress. DM us your address because uh, Mary Jane is riding a horse across the country, maybe. Maybe I'll ride two horses, like a foot on the back of either one. Whoa. Yeah. Standing? Show pony style. That's so tight. Uh, however, uh, we're such stoners. So oh the Grublick is it. Gazette is the winner and you are the winner and uh, Mary Jane will be on horseback delivering this package to you personally. Yes. But we're fucking stoners. Well, listen, it's our news segment and we're actually really fucking lucky to announce this because our news segment is going to be in collaboration with an amazing real investigative journalist uh, and cannabis reporter, Mona Zhang, who has word on the tree a daily newsletter that you can sign up for and get in your inbox every day, which I do. I wake up. It's one of the first things I read along with like, you know, I have like four or five things that I check first thing and word on the tree uh, is our new segment. Yeah. We didn't know that we were partnering until today. Uh-huh. And now that we're partnering, it's fucking cool. It's fucking cool. She's She is the news source for all cannabis news. Yeah. For today, can we call it the Grublet Gazette? presents word on the tree because that is so good and Jules seems really cool. Absolutely. Okay, so today's news segment is called The Grublet Gazette Presents Word, word on, on the, the tree. tree. Mary Jane, what's our news segment today? Our news segment today is that uh, CBS rejected a medical cannabis Super Bowl ad. Good. Well, here's the story. So CBS rejected a 60-second Super Bowl ad that was featuring three medical marijuana patients talking about the drug helping their health issues. And Acreage Holdings, which is a massive cannabis company, submitted the ad, um, hoping that CBS would run it as a Super Bowl spot, and CBS declined. So that's the story. How do you feel about it? Good. But why do you feel good? I don't like Acreage Holdings. Okay. I don't. I didn't watch the NFL this year. I boycotted the NFL this year, and I don't think that the first worldwide commercial for legalizing cannabis i don't think the nfl should be allowed to get that i understand the fan base i understand the viewership is enormous and i understand that the commercial was going to be about advocacy and legalization and not a commercial for that group but i don't think that they are the right people to align yourselves with regardless of viewership for something like that yeah the hypocrisy was a little too much for you to tolerate huh thank you for putting it into better words well so acreage holdings is a massive um cannabis company that uh has on its board u.s speaker former speaker of the house john boehner and former governor of massachusetts um bill weld so it's backed by some uh politicians who have worked tirelessly against legalizing marijuana why do you think that all of a sudden now they're pro-cannabis oh isn't it interesting that now they can make money on it and it's just yeah it's it's uh the tide is turning and it's a really important time to remember that there are still people serving lengthy prison sentences and people still being arrested for possession of a joint and people who are still trying to grow as caregivers for patients in states where it's not legal and being put in fucking jail and you've got these 
fucking wealthy, mostly white men, I think entirely but in this case, you know, well, John Boehner and Bill Weld are certainly both wealthy white men who are turning a profit on um, this cannabis legalization and, and also trying to push for this Super Bowl ad in order to serve their interests and nothing else. Yes. So that's the hypocrisy, right? It just feels like spin to me. Like you're spinning this commercial to be called, oh, it's a commercial about advocacy and it's the biggest platform in the fucking world. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is about. But it's not. It's about your holding company's stocks skyrocketing, everybody making a shitload of money, you being able to brand and label yourselves as the first to do this. You know what I bet it was? I bet it even had nothing to do with it being a cannabis commercial. I bet it has everything to do with the shareholders and the NFL not having stocks and not having stake in the cannabis industry. So they weren't going to make a shitload of money on it. But this other place was. So they said no. Yeah. That's I guarantee that's what this came down to. It's it's pretty fascinating right now watching legalization, um, especially on the East Coast, which is where Word on the Tree is based out of New York. You know, it's happening in New York. Cuomo, Governor Andrew Cuomo just laid out his plan for legalization in New York for 2019. And that's happening because um, Massachusetts and New Jersey are both, well, Massachusetts has legalized and New Jersey is in the process of legalizing marijuana. So the, um, the onus is on New York to either have you know, two states that it shares borders with having legal cannabis and reaping no benefits or flipping and fucking making money on it. And that's the only reason that yeah. Cuomo has announced this plan is because of money. It's not because of the tireless activism or the injustices or anything, but he is pronouncing it as part of his criminal justice reform package, which is fucking interesting because until two years ago, Governor Cuomo referred to marijuana as a gateway drug and worked against legalization and actually worked against the medical marijuana plan. So he cannot really, in good faith, claim to be pro-legalizing cannabis for the greater good. But that is, of course, his talking point as a politician. He's in it for New York as a state to profit from cannabis. And, you know, that's how I think cannabis legalization advocates have always known it's going to go. It would always be about the money. And, it, you know, uh, certainly at this stage that's what we can see it's about absolutely it makes my blood boil <sighs> it makes uh, yeah but it makes my blood boil while being wildly conflicted about it because right. you've got to start somewhere and you've got to head in a certain direction and this is the right direction and it it makes me angry every step of the way which i also feel like i'm wrong about meanwhile the way the world actually works is the way that the super bowl works in my opinion without doing research which is all of the shareholders and all the upper echelon of the NFL, they all have stock in Pepsi and Coca-Cola, and they're like, what ads are you running? Oh, that's going to blow up Budweiser, all of these publicly traded companies. And then it's like, hey, $5 million for this 30-second ad spot. By the way, you have all these shares, because you know Budweiser is going to spike on the Super Bowl. You'd be an idiot not to have shares in Budweiser in the stock market, especially around beer season, football season. So... Ah, yeah. it just drives me nuts. It yeah. drives me nuts. And that's why all of these companies continue to stay on top. All of these people continue to make the most money, most of it in probably Cayman Islands or under their bed in mm -hmm. flush cash, mm -hmm. whatever it is. They're like an Uber at the highest level. They're all driving each other around and paying each other for those rides. Yeah. It just so happens that those rides cost $100 million. Well, that's how it fucking works in every industry. We're just learning right now that there was a um, law just passed recently. Or I don't know if it was a law, but a bill was maybe pushed through to the next stage. I'm not sure exactly where it is, but that hospitals are now going to have to reveal their pricing, which they haven't had to until now. So you can have like... They don't have a menu. No, they don't have a fucking menu. So you can go to one hospital where they'll charge you, you know, a dollar for a Tylenol and another hospital where that same Tylenol will cost you $76. And they are not by law required to actually list their prices. So you can end up in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt if your coverage and everything, you know, doesn't work out at the particular hospital that you go to. And now it looks like you're go those hospitals are going to have to reveal their prices and how they've driven each other up and the fact that, you know, like if something costs a thousand dollars as a listed price and you, you get it for six dollars because your insurance covers it, that doesn't mean you got a fucking great deal with your insurance and a discount. It means the thousand dollar list price is too fucking high. Yes. Like those prices are not fair. The surge pricing on Uber on New Year's Eve, I'm sorry, is too high. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. I came in and asked for a vodka soda and you charged me for bottle service. Yeah. 
what is this? $18? What is this? What is this? What's happening? God, it makes my blood boil. It is so crazy. And I, you know, valuing things properly is something that, uh, like everyone has an idea of how much they feel things should cost. Right. And like it, and that, that is a sliding scale with how much you actually make, obviously, and what you're comfortable with spending. Like I'm comfortable spending more on groceries now than I was when I was in theater school. Absolutely. And for me, I was, um, I did sliding scale therapy because I couldn't afford therapy, but it was really important to me and I paid what I could. And once I could pay a little bit more, it stayed important to me, but I got to pay a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, especially when you have a great deal of money, you should pay more and that's how taxes should work. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is uh, suggesting exactly that. We're like, if you're very wealthy, you should pay more Yes. for things. Yes. Not. It, it doesn't mean everyone underneath you is lazy. Right. 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 No, please. No. How did we get into this? <laughs> Because we're high on Lil Farms and I'm angry and you have great opinions. Oh my goodness. I want to hear other people's opinions on this. Because I, I, I feel like when I say something like I'm, I'm against the NFL, mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of people who just love the NFL. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like the people in this, the teams in the Super Bowl. I mean, like they love football. Yeah. You know? So well, I'd love you, to hear other love the opinions. the game, not the fucking organization. I mean, I love gymnastics, but I don't support the, you know, U.S. gymnastics fucking organization yeah right of course exactly so it's the same thing you can love football but fuck the nfl but fuck, fuck that yeah so let's get into it because i'm feeling spicy today that super bowl bullshit has me a little bit i, I let's let's go like okay let's get into some things well but i have one more piece of housekeeping first okay or we do. Yeah. Um, we started a Facebook page. We should housekeep that. Yeah. So find us on Facebook, guys. Um, come and share recipes and check out behind the scenes videos and all sorts of stuff there. And, um, you know, just look for us on Facebook as well as Instagram and Twitter. And that can lead us to uh, something on Facebook that I think made you kind of mad, right? That's a great segue because fuck Facebook, man. Ah. I want you to like hang out with us on there and share recipes with us, but fuck Facebook. Well, don't do the 10 year comparison, right? That's it. Don't do their tricks. I think it's a great place until they start pulling their tricks. I posted when that whole thing was going on, I posted a picture of myself now and I just wrote in the caption that this is how I looked 10 years ago. This is how I look today. This is how I'll always be. Mm -hmm. And my sister was like super confused and she was like, why are you writing that? And I was like, well, have you not seen this whole 10 years challenge, the side by side? This is what I used to look like. And this is what I look like 10, 10 years later. And all it is, is like, like helping Facebook figure out how you've aged. Of course it is. Right. Of course so it is. So they're mining facial recognition data. Yes. I didn't even read those articles. I just started tweeting and writing, do not do this. Yeah. This is a trick. And then all these articles came out saying, yo, this is a trick. Yeah. You can't trust them. And you got to think about the world from their, from their point of view, not your egotistical point of view. I feel so strongly about this. And I hate, where does it come from? Where does that viral meme come from? It comes out of nowhere. And then you feel guilty because one of your fucking friends did it. And now you want to be involved in something because of this bandwagon symptom and once you do it someone else does it and now you're commenting on each other's stuff about how you look and eradicating your fears and sharing your fears and then they're diving in and pulling keywords because you're in a new demographic for advertising now and it's like oh my gosh she has this problem so let's create a fear-based product ad for her oh my gosh he's going bald all of a sudden we know he's 38 and now he should listen to erectile dysfunction ads because look at his goddamn face fuck them and fuck that shit and we all all should not have to fall victim to that societal guilty pressure. Well, fucking hard and yes. And also I feel like, you know, a big part of it is people looking for affirmation for people to be like, you still look great or, oh my God, you don't age or how is it possible that you look the same as you did? And, you know, and all of those are just like a weird sort of playing into some kind of lie that, number one, that it's not okay to fucking age. And I'll always get up on that fucking soapbox, you know? Yeah. Right now I look way different than I did 10 years ago. My hair is silver. I'm a different, totally different age. I'm in a different stage of my life. And that should be fucking okay for me to age acknowledge and be fucking embraced to be honest like I should be able to say yeah you know if I'm like I actually really love Chrissy Teigen talking to people online about how you know she recently tweeted she was like here's me 10 years later how does John look the same but she was saying it because she's acknowledging like she's had two kids and this is you know what your 
you know, body looks like after you as a woman have like had kids or, or just aged and you know how shape changes and weight changes and all that kind of stuff. And like the, the fact that I should be embarrassed or ashamed of the fact that I look different is this weird fucking kind of self-torture that you're taught by fucking society and magazine covers. Like the dude who recently, the French guy who was like, um, I don't want to, you know, he, he was 50 or whatever. And he's like, I don't want to look at any woman who's 50. I only want to fuck 25 year olds. And the whole internet fucking erupted with like, oh, well then I guess you're never going to fuck Julia Roberts or Sandra Bullock or any of these gorgeous women who are all 50. But that's also a lie because they're Hollywood stars. Those aren't like average women who are aging naturally, who look like what it really is to look like when you've, you know, not got all the resources and personal trainers and diets. Like, I'm just saying that it's, you shouldn't be ashamed if you're a woman, like over any fucking age, you know, they start with 30. If you're a woman over 30 or over 40 or over 50 and you're like embracing your fucking body and what you actually look like, fucking go for it. So fuck all that shit. Yes, exactly. And on top of that, did you see the, do you know Jamila Jamil? From The Good Place. One of the most beautiful humans alive. And Did I love everything she has to say. She got an Avon ad, Avon ad mm-hmm. pulled because she was like, this is a psychological trickery. I'm using the word trick a lot this episode, but she was all over her Twitter about an Avon ad called something something naked. But but it was like this, I, 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 I will pull it up as I'm talking about it, but it was essentially her clapping at Avon and saying, we all have cellulite. Yes, I have bubbles in my thighs. Your wording makes it seem like I shouldn't have them, but I right. should be proud to buy this product that will let me feel confident in having them. Mm-hmm. And so I need this product because of how it's going to make me feel about them and to be naked. And she was like, you should just feel comfortable being naked. Absolutely. It's being naked. It's fucking tight. I just remember the first time that I was like at a nude beach and I looked around and there were bodies of all shapes and sizes and ages and the the point wasn't to be naked and like to have your vagina or your dick or your boobs out it was just about being free and I felt that as uh you know I think I was in my 20s at the time and I wasn't being gawked at and honestly you don't really look at other people on nude beaches like it's it's just really about experiencing your own nudity in the out in the world without, you know, worrying about whatever, what anyone else is thinking about your body. And you're not really thinking. In fact, there's much less judgment on a nude beach than there is in like a fucking nightclub when everyone's, you know, yeah. trying Well, because to... it ain't special, right? Yeah. It's special, but it's not special if everyone's doing it. So this is so interesting because what was drilled into my head, my entire childhood, adolescence, teens, um, yesterday was that being naked equals sex and sexuality. Right. And there is no in between. Right. It's and either you're wearing clothes or you're naked with somebody because you're hooking up. Mm-hmm. And that is as black and white as the day and night. Yeah. And that's, I think, what, what so so many, most even people are raised with. And a lot of what I was raised with. I mean, I went to an all Catholic girls school, like Holy Heart of Mary. You know, we were not uh, taught to be cool with being naked, but there was just something that felt so right when I took all of my clothes off, I was like, no, this just feels, just feels right. And it wasn't, uh, it, it really was like a, a moment of um, self-realization. It had yeah. nothing to do with anyone else. It had nothing to do with being looked at or even being around people. It was just being like, you know, my body out in space. That's all. Oh, that's so well said. Yeah. It is. It's just your body out in space. Yeah. If you have not ever swum naked, you must. You'd have to get in the ocean with no clothing on. <laughs> That's why they kicked me out of Disney World. Oh. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a bit of a high horse, but, uh, and I don't even know how we got on that. Because Facebook, 10 year challenge. Mm-hmm. I hate that stuff. It's, you know, it's my same theories as like, and I should preface it because I feel like um, you need to preface things these days a bit, and it helps me to do so. I'm not saying I'm right about a lot of this stuff. But I feel like I'm right about a lot of this stuff. Uh-huh. The same way when 9-11 happened and so quickly they had those TSA machines. And I'm like, come on. Those were sitting in a warehouse somewhere and they were waiting for the right time for those. Like, you know, we can get on 9-11. That's a separate podcast. Well, I always love digging into conspiracy theories with you because I am a non-believer. I don't actually believe uh, any of, like, you know, they're just people trying to make sense of chaos, Yeah, I, I think. But then I dig into them with you and I start seeing all of the red strings tying all of the pictures together and start, like, you know, you can you can talk me into a lot of situations because of your, like, fervent 
really like strongly held beliefs that certain things are being controlled by yes like you know government or whatever forces like yeah the yanny and laurel remember when we talked about that on the podcast how right was i about that yeah that that was actually just trying to sort of like figure out what was it i think that yanni and laurel was figuring out what ages what demographics and what people hear different tones where it's like oh it seems like 25 year old black males this tone makes them hear yanni and you can really break things down into like sonic um um uh suggest suggest suggestivity sure yeah and then you came in hot with actually well it turns out that if you slowed it down or speeded it up depending on what frequency you were hearing it at it sounded like a different thing so it was yanni lower and laurel higher whatever the fuck it was but you were exactly right i was right and also you were talking about sonic warfare yeah which is a very honest, real thing that they're doing in the oceans right now, and they're doing outside of Seven Elevens. Yeah, the mosquito. The mosquito. We, we, that was a yeah. I gotta go back and listen to that whole conversation that we had because it really like was so fun and interesting to talk to you about it in a in a just like kind of an inquisitive way, not being mad about it, just kind of wondering like why and what and how. And I I'm think- only mad because it breaks my heart for people mm. because I picture somebody spending on their ten year challenge photoshopping both of those pictures to give a certain type of look to their social media. And that kind of breaks my heart. That's actually, yeah, right in line with what I was talking about, how it made me sad. Uh, I think on, on one level, it's hard to see your friend's age, you know? So like I'm looking at a lot of my friends now and they're posting pictures of themselves in their like late twenties or thirties. And now they're in their late thirties or forties. And that's, you know, on some level, you're like, holy fuck, you know, we are all getting older and that can be hard to look at. But then I, you know, that w- I just really believe that we should be able to embrace the fact that we're, that we should be allowed to get fucking get older, like that our society doesn't let us get older without um, denigrating us and especially women, like trying to make us disappear, you know? Like, yeah. There's, there's but the- also spend money as you inevitably disappear. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't mean like you will disappear. I mean like they make it feel like you're inevitably going to. So spend a lot of money as you do. Yeah. Keep trying to look younger. Keep trying to look as young as possible while disappearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then once you're gone, we got all your money. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah. It's like some weird reverse Cheshire cat. Yeah. Remind me another time and I'll talk about my kale conspiracy. Okay. And how I think the world works. Should we just do a conspiracy pod? Let's do it. Let's do a mini about kale mm-hmm. and how I think kale became popular. Okay. If you'd like. Because I, I know we that. have so much to talk about, so let's let's move on. But uh, a kale conspiracy mini pod would really make my day. All right, let's do it. Cool. I'm excited about that. Sweet. Okay. Say so, hey, sorry, I was on my phone just now. That's okay. I was looking at Magical Butter's Instagram. They have the best Insta. It's a good IG, right? They're fun. Yeah, very fun people. Uh, a great hang. Yeah. And also their IG has delicious recipes, all using the Magical Butter Machine. All the good things that you need to know to use the Magical Butter Machine to make your home infusions of all sorts of stuff. You can make tinctures. You can make gummies. You can make infused olive oil. You can make weed butter and make chocolate chip cookies for days. All the good stuff. You're making my mouth horny. I know, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you live in Canada, edibles aren't available in Canada, even though weed is federally legal. Congratulations until later this year so grab a magical butter machine and make your own edibles at home absolutely i gave it as a christmas gift and a birthday gift Ooh! people are very happy you're a good friend Uh, thank you yeah well i believe in it yeah yeah so all you have to do is go to magicalbutter.com and enter the promo code weed and grub save 30 bucks yeah and you'll get your own magical butter machine which is just this great looking sleek countertop situation it comes with everything you need purify filter bags a silicone love glove and you just, you know, set it and forget it. Walk away, come back, got a great infusion, make friends. Make some friends. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you did make my mouth horny when oh. you were talking about everything you can make. All right. Go to their IG. Follow at Magical Butter. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good hang. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, MagicalButter.com, promo code Weed and Grub, 30 bucks off. What else we got? Well, I mean, so much. This is a, this is a heavy up. Um, it kind of is. Uh, on a munchy tip. Oh. Can we talk about the argument we got in over the phone? I don't even know, maybe like three or four days ago. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. So uh, everybody out there, weigh in, please. Uh, What's your favorite finger dust? (laughs) Did I even tell you what mine is? Yes, but you're wrong. No, it can be wrong because it's subjective. It's my favorite. (laughs) But I mean, okay, well, what are the dusts? 
when we're when we're talking about uh, finger dust, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a Cheeto dust on your fingers. We're talking about a Cool Ranch Dorito, a nacho cheese Dorito, maybe a chili cheese Frito if you're feeling so involved. Yeah, it could even, you know, I do like finger dust from like Pringles or like, you know, any kind of like potato chippy. Yeah, oh, like a sour cream and onion Pringle. Yeah, or like even the sea salt bagel chips where there's that mm-hmm. like last bit of fucking salt in the bag. Yeah. I lick my fingers and stick them in there and then lick the salt off. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that little like runoff. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Are we also going to include things like nacho cheese on a cheese fry when we're talking about finger dust? No, that's not dust. That's just cheese. (laughs) Dust in its solid form. More solid form. Wet dust. (laughs) Wet dust. AKA finger mud. (laughs) Yeah. Are we including finger muds? No, that's disgusting. It's just dust. It's just dust. White cheddar popcorn? Oh, mm, a little smart food dust. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll go with that. So for me, my number one, hands down, Cool Ranch Dorito. Oh, God. It's just not good as dust. It's like only good when it's on the chip. I love that dust. I love it, too, because it rolls up as you scrape it against your teeth mm. off your finger. It like rolls up a little bit like it's it's uh, like, a, like a dust roll up. You're such a ranch lover. Yeah. 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 A dust roll up. Midwest, baby. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, you love that buttermilk powder, huh? I do. The desiccated onion spice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't put it in those terms that are accurate. <laughs> I mean, I'm no fucking better because I'm Cheetos all the way. You're a Cheeto one. Yeah, but only crunchy Cheetos. Never the fucking jalapeno or the flaming hot or the puff. Not the puffs, just the crunch. Regular Cheeto mm-hmm. crunch. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Hard to find sometimes nowadays. I feel like they're all flaming hot. Yeah. Oh, flaming hot. I don't like them. Oh, I love a flaming hot. I will no. say though, an handicap fry is better than a flaming hot. However, let me ask you this because I think puffs are a little bit of an unsung hero because I don't want the dust on my fingers with those. I want to pop them in my mouth as fast as I can so I can suck them down so they dissolve. Oh, you do like the melt in the mouth. I love that for Cheeto puffs. Don't they stick to the roof of your mouth though? Yeah, and then my the sides of my cheek kind of feel like carpet. You know, oh. that like fuzzy carpet cheek side feel. That's when you've been, yeah, yeah. you're really, I, when you get high and you eat something and you get into the way the inside of your mouth feels when you're eating it, you're having a perfect moment. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That perfect bite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So you like like the Cheeto, the craggly Cheeto crumb cheek club. I had some last night. <laughs> I snuck a bag, even though I'm trying to do Whole30 right now, which what? I'm obviously not succeeding with. So let's not talk about it. Please don't look at me like that. I'm not doing it. Nobody said anything. Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> That's their ad. They were their great. Super Bowl ad. <laughs> yeah. What's your finger game when it comes to chips? Um. What do you mean? Oh, um, all five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how are you eating them? Are oh. you eating them like all five, like a claw going in for a stuffed animal arcade style? Yeah, I do all five, and then I tip up the bag and do the yep that whole wow. thing. Did it in my car the other day. Caught someone looking at me. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing. You shouldn't have been going sixty on the highway. <laughs> I didn't know that guy. I didn't care. <laughs> I, you know, I'm always a finger, four finger, thumb guy. Yeah, you're a two finger, huh? Yeah, I do the two finger thing. You're delicate. You're fancy. I, oh, you fancy, huh? You fancy with your finger game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool Ranch fans. Yeah, Cool Ranch two finger grip, and I'm a Cheetos five hand, five fingers in there, whole bag fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know. What's your favorite dust, everybody? Yeah. Uh, write to us and leave a comment. Uh, what's a good hashtag for that? Uh, finger dust. Finger dust. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, don't overthink it, Mike. Yeah, finger dust. <laughs> yeah. You know what another one is? MDMA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also an excellent finger dust. Great. Yeah, cocaine, awesome finger dust. Yeah. <laughs> you Like right when, you know, when it's all over your finger and you just rub it on your gums? They only do that in movies. Nobody ever does that in real life. That's not a real thing. Is it? That people rub it on their gums? I've never seen I've that. I've licked the inside of an MDMA bag. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the first time I ever did um, MDMA was dust on my finger, and I had a wonderful time. So That's yeah, great. Like, yeah. can I be honest, though? I cleaned that bag like it was an inside of a pudding cup. Sure. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's valuable finger dust. <laughs> so maybe that's number one. We can agree on that. MDMA finger dust is number one. Mm, I don't know. I'm going with Cheetos for number one at okay. this current stage of my life. Okay. You know. It's close for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see what you get up to this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best finger dust. Let's do Buzz of the Week and then we leave... Everyone, we have a great interview with Ben from Gentleman Swine. 
it was a good interview. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for their lunch. They're, they're good people and they're given to charity. They are fucking great people. Mm. Yeah. He's a cool dude. So let's do Buds of the Week and then we'll leave everyone with uh, this really cool interview. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Real quick. My Bud of the Week. Underscore M Coast 822 writes to us from Puerto Rico. And M Coast 822 wrote uh, just a bit of Canada news that might be of interest. Puerto Rico has a giant event every year. He says that is called the Fiestas de la Calle San Sebastian, which is a street festival. And this weekend was the first time where the government ordered the police to stop all weed-related arrests during the festival. So you can smoke weed at the festival. Yeah. Puerto Rico. I know, right? So he says, uh, it's not a huge step, but any step is welcome on the road to legalization. And he said, it was really freeing to be able to smoke in public without fear of being arrested, which is a huge fucking deal. Because if you've ever... Number one, if you've ever been arrested for smoking in public, that's, you know, a fucking horrible thing. And legal states, even, you're still not allowed to consume in public. So there are cannabis consumption lounges coming to L.A. pretty soon where we'll be able to smoke openly with people in in those lounges. But being able to smoke openly without fear of being arrested is a huge deal and very fucking cool. Absolutely. Especially yeah. at a festival. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you've ever been to a weed event, it's a pretty great feeling to like light up freely and enjoy, you know, that's a great butt of the week. Yeah. Mine is X Risto goes X R I S T O G O E X X Risto goes. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Snapchat. Follow him on Hinge. I don't know what else he's on, but he's been with us from the beginning. He always sends me really great questions for our guests, but more so, I love his Instagram because it's full of the best memes. So every time I go to his IG, I laugh because he's got like a hot new six for me. He's a funny, cool dude. He's a funny, cool dad. I like him so much. And he, we've actually had some really nice, real conversations too, which aren't my story to tell. I just really appreciate not knowing someone in person, but feeling like I know somebody thanks to not only this podcast, but social media. Absolutely. Yeah. Same for uh, Emco, or I don't even know his real name, but how to say it, but he like wrote to us about some like really cool, like a personal story where he was, he connected to an episode that we'd released and a personal story that he wrote back with was like, you know, not, not to share here, but it's the best part of this podcast for sure is hearing back from people. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. And also to everybody else who has written us DMs, whether it's asking us questions about um, weed, uh, sex. We get a lot of DMs about a lot of things, and I just personally want you to know we don't talk about them. They don't go nowhere, but I appreciate you feeling like you can trust us and you want to uh, have those conversations with us. Mm-hmm. And it's, a lot of it's not even advice. It's just like human beings sharing tales because we all want to be connected to each other. You know, it's a big thing for me like to uh, discuss any of like the stuff that I've gone through with being in a bad relationship openly and hear back from other people who are like, it helps me to hear that because it helped me when I was getting out of that relationship to hear other people's stories. So yeah, definitely like it's private. If you write to me, I, I will always ask if I'm, if I want to share something, I would certainly ask your permission before I do. But generally, yeah, it's just, you know, communication is DMs are open and communication is private. Absolutely. Yeah. So well said, hmm. which actually ties into a public um, amount of wait let me take this you ready for this transition oh i'm you, so ready are I, you gonna segue you, yeah you ready for this segue on i'm that? so ready mary jane that's actually a really good point about how dms are private however when we talked to ben he was very open about how addiction and recovery are a huge part of gentleman swine yep and he's very open about talking about it which i really appreciated about this interview with him so i just want to say to ben congrats on your launch january 29th you're going to hear that again during the interview but thank you for my beard balm my face is so much happier my pubes are smooth yeah, you look like an otter. My pubes do? Well, I don't know about your pubes, but, you know, just your face. <laughs> <laughs> face of an otter. Pubes of a unicorn. No. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Here's an interview with Ben, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful week. Subscribe, rate, like, review, say hi in DMs, and um, please check out Gentleman Swine. That's it. Bye, everybody. Bye. First off. Ben told us how Gentleman Swine got started. So the Gentleman Swine was kind of born out of necessity. Um, one of our founders, or the founder, the Gentleman Swine, Rob Coombs, had gone through some um, some personal life issues and some addiction issues and uh, wanted a way to kind of uh, find a way out of kind of corporate America. And the way the Beard Bomb was created was he was actually working 
at a uh, bar in Portland, Oregon. And uh, he was looking for something to do that was not the norm for the employees for the Christmas party about 13 months ago. So he came up with this beard balm. Um, and he took that and gave that to the guys because there's a lot of beards and beer in Portland. Um, so all everybody loved it. And he actually had one of the other guys that worked there come to him and said, do you sell this stuff? And uh, he said, well, no. And the guy said, you should. So this was a way that he could uh, find uh, something for him to be creative as well as, um, you know, start his own company and kind of work for him himself. So he brought, uh, he, when he moved back to the Louisville, Kentucky area, back to Sellersburg, Indiana, um, he got on social media because he had not been on there for some time. And he and I connected and he, um, I, I just wanted to get involved. I wanted to see, you know, what this was all about and um, how, how I might be able to help him. And then uh, we brought in one of my, uh, one of my, partners, which is uh, Bill Reynolds that owns a digital marketing firm here in Louisville, Kentucky. And we just started brainstorming and here it is, you know, we, we, we launched the product and have 2,500 units that will be available for sale and a hundred custom boxes that'll be available for sale on January 29th at the first annual Boar's Bash and Beard Competition. And Gentleman Swine is giving back. So what we're doing is 10% of our profits, we are going to donate either directly to entities that support recovery or we will actually buy 12-step books and donate the books directly that way we know the ones who are suffering the most from the addiction actually benefit from what we're giving as opposed to just going to marketing admin so we want to make sure that we're actually giving back to the people that have been so influential in rob's life and many of ours you know i I don't know anybody who's not dealing with addiction in some way or has dealt with addiction in some way uh, whether it be directly or indirectly through family friends or just somebody you know the company is really feeling the love. There was an awesome moment the other night. We were actually on a, uh, another podcast that was based in the rural area, and uh, Rob was on there with us, and he got really emotional. It was just, it was one of those moments where you really realized that this was not just about um, making money or trying to, um, you know, trying to become the next big thing. It was really about the passion that's involved in the product and the passion that's been involved. I mean, this this has become kind of like. Although I have kids and Bill has kids, Rob does not have kids, but this is his baby. And to see him just kind of show that raw emotion um, from seeing this become a reality, um, it, it's, it's heartwarming. I mean, it really is. We're, we're, yes, yes, we're, we're in business to make profit, but realistically, um, we didn't do this thinking that we're going to be the next millionaires or the next Mark Cuban. Um, we're doing this because it, it's something we love. It's something we've, we've grown a, a deep passion for. And there's a really good story behind it, and there's a lot of people that I think we're, we're hopefully going to help out of it. There are oodles of balms to choose from. So there are five different variations, five different flavors, as I like to say them, but I don't suggest eating them. It is scents, not flavors, but um, it, is, it is all natural. So, it, you know, the base is beeswax and, and shea butter and essential oils for the scent and for conditioning. So um, our original, which is PDX number six, that's kind of a proprietary blend, so I don't want to share too much about that one. That's the one that came straight out of Portland, Oregon. So the PDX is the number, or is the call sign for the airport out there. So that's kind of our staple brand. We have a leather and tobacco, which is pretty self-explanatory. We have a peppermint eucalyptus for all of those ones that get um, live in cold areas that need something to kind of mentholate the nostrils whenever you got it on your mustache. We've got a lemon grass for the ladies. And uh, then we have a um, not today little safety which is my favorite. So my, not today, Little Satan's is actually a citronella blend uh, to keep mosquitoes away. And the good thing about the beard bomb is because of the fact that it's based from shea butter and beeswax is it's not just for your beard, although that is the main purpose and that's what we made it for. You can put it other places to keep those mosquitoes away in the, you know, in the, in the hot nuts. The, the next one that I really want to do is like a hot wing flavor because I always love when I get done with hot wings and I still have that on my, on my lip hair for a little bit. So maybe we should do a hot, hot wing scent. <laughs> So, go check out the launch for Gentleman Swine. So, it is January 29th from 6 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time at Sullivan's Tap House in the St. Matthews area of Louisville, Kentucky. Sullivan's Tap House. Um, so, they've been awesome with us. So, one of the other things that we're doing for the um, product launch party is I am on a board for a, uh, another organization called the Huntington's Disease Society of America. Um, one of my close friends is actually at risk for Huntington's and we got Sullivan's is donating 10% of their sales for the event to the Huntington's 
um, Disease Society of America's Kentucky chapter, um, in addition to us giving the recovery speech. So the event itself has also been to support another charity. And then we've got Woody's Barbershop on Baxter that's involved. They're helping us put together the beard competition. Fall City Brewing Company. If anybody's ever heard of Fall City, I'm sure you have, because it wasn't just a local beer here years and years and years ago, but they'd come back with a craft beer. So they're doing a beer tasting, and they're actually donating to the HCSA as well from that event. Um, then we have a podcast that's going to be on site that night. We have a gentleman named Kevin Cummings, band, um, awesome singer that's going to be playing, Lauren Ide, which actually Lauren and Kevin are a couple, but Lauren's going to do an acoustic show. Um, Kevin and his band are going to play for us. And then we're doing a beard competition as well. So lots of fun stuff going on. Six to midnight. We we've we put a lot of effort and a lot of dollars into this and really hope we get a good turnout. And people without beards are invited too. There will be the announcement of a women's product that we are beginning to work to launch. And we will have some samples of that stuff there as well. So to hear about that, you might want to be at the event or at least check out the post-event information because we are launching a women's product that night as well. So where can folks go for info about Gentleman Swine? So GentlemanSwine.com. It's gentleman, not gentlemen. So G-E-N-T-L-E-M-A-N, swine, S-W-I-N-E.com. You can find us on Facebook. Then we are also on Instagram uh, as well as Twitter. So look us up. There's pictures. There's videos. We love to make fools out of ourselves, so it's fun to read what we have to say and see what we have to do. And if you're looking for some uplifting stuff or you're in there in recovery or know somebody in recovery, we tend to post a lot of stuff in reference to that as well. So if you're just looking for a pick-me-up, make sure you check out our feed. Ooh, gentlemen swine changing the world one beard at a time.